This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello, and welcome back to the Sunday special episode of the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Jordana, we are joined by a very special guest. She is on tour right now. The comeback tour is going to be headlining Radio City Music Hall on June 17th. Heather McMahon, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Of Unbelievable. course. Look at us all in black today. We just, did just doing we the did most. It. Welcome all to New York. Yeah. 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 So New York. I got my Nike dunks on. I've got a leather jacket. I'm just cooler than all hell. Love you it. You look extreme. And you're gonna and you're gonna be on Watch What Happens Live tonight, which is probably you know the most iconic the, the New cool, York thing you can do. Exactly. <laughs> the coolest the the coolest thing you could possibly do in New York um while wearing black too. Yeah, exactly. This is uh, how I mean Radio City Music Hall. Yeah. That's Jared like, and I are so focused on two different things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're on you? I'm like, who are you Watch, sitting next to? Right. Yeah. Um, well, this is my dream. Yes. Live. I mean, do you yeah. know Andy? Are you going to be? So I did it once over the pandemic over Zoom and it wasn't the same. Like, you, right. you know, this is my first time in the clubhouse. I have picked out and I wear a lot of glitter on stage, but I picked out the most glittery outfit. Like I am showing up looking like a, you know, an absolute um, prostitution whore. And Love I could it. not be more That's excited. That's the vibe. Right. Yeah. yeah. Titties yeah. will be to my throat. Especially on Jersey night. Oh, like, Jersey. Night. Yeah. I, I told them, I told my makeup artist, I was like, I want to be so beat. Like, I, I right. want people to think. <laughs> that, you have, that you have pepper spray under your fingernails? Yes, and you're ready exactly. To go. I yeah. want to scare people and turn them on at the same time. Throat titties and glitter. That's the next <laughs> That's the next tour yeah. name. Truly. Th that's the, the memoir name. <laughs> right. Throat titties and glitter. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Mean, what do you do to prepare for something like that? Like, for Watch What Happens Live? Right. Because well, I'm, I'm unfamiliar. I know the show, but I'm not mm -hmm. like, okay. you guys, well, the minute, you know, you said you're going there and I, Jordana lit up and we, you Well, know, I've been on as a lowly bartender twice yes. for promoting our books but never the the emote being a guest is like so cool especially on a good night which this is this is a great night i mean it's yeah. jersey night so yeah. it's gonna be wild but i um well you know they pepper you with questions when andy does it it's very quick you know mm. it's only mm -hmm. 30 minutes show so i've kind of been having my friends just kind of you know yell at me and like scare me a little bit to <laughs> keep me on my toes um i thought about maybe taking it up or like is it an adderall night but i think you actually need to be a little bit more calm you know what i mean right. i think if i'm um speedballing it's not gonna you gotta be receiving you gotta be ready to improv you gotta be ready exactly. to yes and yes know, and yeah absolutely uh -huh. do they it. give you the questions before they give you a loose outline but it, i feel like the last time i did it um over zoom like it changed so zoom is so i mean you and i have never actually met in person, in person. This and is we've like, known each other oh, wow. for like years now now that's we were just talking about how, the like, comedy scene yeah no, through just doing each other's podcast okay. yeah. like over zoom and it's like yeah you know you know someone but you don't i've always felt a, a kinship with you heather mcmahon i, I, I absolutely agree i immediate, mean just like how is it, how is her zoom energy versus her irl energy? it's exactly what i expected <laughs> it's everything and more i'm so happy about Same. it right back yeah, at you this is all great yeah i mean her husband i i mean i feel like i know your husband yeah and you kind of look like my husband in a way like good eyebrows good right. dark hair brow brothers brow brothers <laughs> just <laughs> well, he, went to penn, he went to penn state oh wow yeah. around yeah. the same era fraternity guy yeah just the whole the whole kit and caboodle okay 
marry yeah. a, a good New York Northerner. I'm the so you su- know each other very well. I then. just yeah. feel like I've known, you know, you meet someone, you feel like you've known them years and years. Like I home. feel that way with Heather yeah. McMahon. Right there, right I there. Could see, I could see you having that effect on, you know, many people that you come into, that you like meet, that I they agree. just feel comfortable. I well, feel like you have an immediate comforting presence. That's, that is very kind. I just, what if you were like, <laughs> I feel like you're a huge cunt. <laughs> I feel an immediate toxic energy. No, yeah, um, I felt immediately judged toxic energy. <laughs> I have that face that's very familiar. And be, people don't know who I am, like their comedy. They always come up to me and they're like, I know I know you from somewhere. I just have, I think, soft Southern features okay. and I have a deep raspy voice. So it's a very, it's very soothing. Mm-hmm. And people will tell me the craziest shit. If I'm sitting at a bar or the Sky Club at the airport, people will come up to me and literally tell me where the bodies are buried. That I, I can understand. No, liability yeah. is something people would buy if they interview. could. Right? Well, th- 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 you're going to hear about where the bodies are yeah. buried. I, because here's how I know you're likable. Okay? <laughs> here's how I know. Let's I'm so it. nervous. I, someone, sometimes people post their wedding on social media and you're like, fuck this person. I, usually, I am sick of this person. I usually mute the person through the, um, the, the through like the week before the wedding right. up until after the honeymoon. You gotta over. get out. It's yes. over. I, I've had enough of these people. I was tuned into <laughs> Heather McMahon's wedding and she didn't have a wedding that I pitied. It wasn't a wedding I thought. It was a wedding, an aspirational <laughs> Italy wedding. That you were intrigued by. Okay. I couldn't look away. I tweeted about it. Oh, wow. I'm posting on social media about a wedding about her wedding that I'm not even invited Amazing. to going I've never and people on Twitter it was like a highly engaged with <laughs> yeah. tweet like other people were like I I, I was I, I was like it was like I was saying something that was on people's minds that, yeah her wedding was unbelievable I and appreciate it. interesting and like I was like and Jeff with the golf clubs like mm. I, I think you and your husband have an aspirational couple like I think that's I like I love that you just said that but I, I do think okay. that I, because I think you guys live a nice life yeah and people and and you're both like you're like an I love Lucy to his you know Ricky Ricardo like there's like a you, there's, you finally nailed it because I can't <laughs> figure it out I could not figure out who that is it that's right. 100% it because I, I, I was thinking on the way here I was like how do I why am I so interested I mean, in the daily living of uh, Heather McMahon and Jeff yeah. someone's has to be <laughs> that's a great point like you have to be really likable for someone to actually enjoy your wedding content and you not have hate to you. be the not most yes. likable person yeah. I hate everyone. <laughs> and I'm watching. She had a charcuterie. Uh, there was a person in a charcuterie dress. I'm remembering Heather's wow. wedding. I feel like you told me about this. I did. You told me and about this. you know this. that man. So there's a man in a, okay, so, you know, I wear a lot of animal print. So my wedding planner had all the servers at the welcome party wear animal print, right? Okay. And they're in Italy. So it's like a real, it's like Versace cheetah. That sounds right? amazing. And then he had on this skirt that was filled with meat. It was like a tiered skirt that would literally have like pieces of salami and the ham. man with a skirt. The man right. with a skirt. Right. And he sexually harassed everyone at my wedding. <laughs> so he was going up to my friend's husbands and being like, you know, like, you won't be with that woman for very long. And like, a lot of my guy friends were like, dude, the guy with the meat's fucking assaulting me right now. I was like, welcome to Italy. Right. Yeah. He knows that his job is important enough yeah. that he, that whatever he says, it doesn't matter. He's yes. not getting kicked out. Yes. Right. And he can insane. do a lot of meat you know, uh, references to his penis and things right. of that nature. Well, and then he came back out and did a little costume swap, still in like the skirt, and he was the cannoli person. So for the dessert- I mean, he, more penis <laughs> euphemisms for this guy. He was sticking, you know, he had the cannoli shell and then he'd do fresh cream. Come on. And he would literally look you in the eyes and be like, Ugh, like oh, it was so <laughs> out of control. And, uh, 
obviously as a comedian, I'm like, I see what my wedding planner did there. She got somebody with a little pizzazz. Right. But at one point I locked eyes with him and he was fake coming. And I was like, no, it's got to stop. <laughs> it was funny the first right. five times. Yeah. Yeah. You hit the line. And yeah. now grandma's uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my God. I'm telling you, I watched this wedding and I was like, I can't believe how much enjoyment I'm getting out of someone else's wedding content. That means so much to me. You have no Truly. idea because I went so over budget and I mean, <laughs> well, you were a COVID bride. Yeah. Right. I was a, a bitter cunt. I was yeah. just, you know, we had to reschedule it 600 times. And that's what makes you crazy. Because when I was sitting at home for like two and a half years, I was just like, okay, well, you know what? Now that we've had time, because what I originally had planned by the time it got to the wedding, right. I wanted to rechange. I was like, the flower colors have to change all this shit. I really wasn't bridezilla though. I was cool. But as an entertainer, I was like, I want people to leave this wedding and be like, that was the fucking best day of my life. <laughs> right. You know, you, you I just wanna, wanted to you, razzle dazzle. You want them to walk yeah. away from the show with five star reviews. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I am only as good as this first wedding, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think that's amazing that you also made it like funny and fun. Cause I feel like even if, like, I would consider myself generally a funny, fun person. But then when it came to the wedding, I was like, Somehow you feel more pressure to make it like yeah. super, you know, by the glam, by the book, serious. Like, it's like, we're not fucking around here. But I like that. Like, I wish when I look back, I'm like, I wish my wedding had a little bit more like humor to well, it. Well, I, I think you're right. This you know? is what we do as adults. As you get older, mm-hmm. you get safer. Right. You yeah. Know? Because like, I, I'll go on a trip with a bunch of guys from college and there's always the one guy that's like, we got to do 8 a.m. golf. And you're like, why, why? do we have right. to do that? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, because if it goes badly, he can go home and go, we played golf. Exactly. Like, like at a baseline, he got golf in, even though no one there wants to do this. There's people doing drugs on the course. You're like, we should have done this at a pool party. Right. Like, so if he is like, I got blown at 730 in the morning, right. but then we played golf. Right. So it wasn't cheating. It wasn't cheating. <laughs> we were at golf. We had a great time. Right, but you feel like you have something to prove, and I think that's sort of like the crux of it. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing. And I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on the the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. 
Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims. And with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations. So it's no surprise that it's the best fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality. But with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form fitting and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop Shop at skims.com, now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows. So, I mean, this is a dating and relationship podcast. So, yeah. tell us, how did you meet your husband? How long have you been together? What was it like dating before him? Give us the whole. Okay, it's been a wild ride. We met at a gay bar in Hell's Kitchen. It's a beer bar called Valhalla, I think oh, wow. on 54th and 10th. And so, Jeff comes like from a big. Talk ex- about penis, yeah. you know, puns and re- euphemisms. <laughs> That's more you would expect yeah. to meet your husband. No, not say. at yeah. all. And, yeah. you know, I mean, unless you're a gay man. Yeah. Uh, right. right yeah. And a lot of men being like, Thor's, you know, mighty, <laughs> you know, hammer. You know, yeah, I, I thought I was going to end up with like a Norwegian prince, you know, mm. but I uh, Jeff has uh, he's fr- comes from a big Italian family and two of his cousins their brothers are gay. So okay. I was buddies with them and they're like, let's go out. Jeff's in town. Let's bring him out. So where's he, he coming in town from? He was working in Nashville at the time, but he's okay. from New York. So I'm sitting in the bar with our mutual girlfriend and um, he walks in the bar and I said, oh, my God, that's woman to marry. And oh, I wow. didn't know that they knew him. I didn't know he was the, the straight cousin. I now, just thought he was like on. a hot guy. Yeah. Do, 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 do we think women just say that about every guy they're about to <laughs> no, meet? No, I promise you. Okay. I had been with so many guys beforehand and he walked in. And when I look back at a photo of the night we met, which was 12 years ago, he looked ill. He had like bad <laughs> hair. He was sweaty. He was a little jaundice. And we have a photo from that night and we both laughed so hard at this. I'm like, you looked like you were a Make-A-Wish patient. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Is it about him? I, you just don't remember? I think he <laughs> was the only guy that had hit on me in New York City for the first time and like that was over like 6'1". Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I get 
the tiniest Jewish guys who, you know, shout out to the Jewish kings. But it was- What up, Goldbergs? What up? What up, Silverstein? What a do. But I'm a tall girl. So right. he walked in and I was like, this is the first guy I've literally seen in my presence over 6'1". And I don't know what it was. And he, and my girlfriend, Christine, I turned to her, I go, that's who I'm going to marry. And she goes, Jeff? And I go, you fucking know him? She's like, I I'm fucking him. Christine. I hope yeah. she didn't get invited to the wedding. If I'm Jeff, I'm like, what no, the fuck? Yeah, she's, she- the, Jeff? I hope that yeah. was on the, that our is, story page. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. yeah, we did say that on our story page, we were just like, met at a gay bar, here we are, let's fucking go. Okay, yeah. oh, I like that's that. a great our story yeah. page. I mean, I, but I would not, if someone reaction to me, you know, oh, look at that guy, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Let me get but the fuck out of here. She had known him. They're best friends since they were okay, fifth grade. Right. So that's like her brother. She's like, that's the one. And I was like, that's the one. <laughs> yeah, we've been together ever since. But we met before like internet dating. I mean, I think I had done match.com like once. Okay. Um, I gave my mom my password because I was like too lazy to do it. And she found a guy in New York who was like a vet. God bless him. And I zoomed in on the photo one day and he didn't have legs. And I said, okay. and, then, and I love a handy capable man. You know what I mean? Right. I love that. Okay. You know, that's no hate, no shade. But I remember just being like, oh, mom, I could, you didn't zoom in on the, on she the, didn't know how on to the iPad. It. She didn't know right. how to work it. And I said, it's going to be hard in New York City. 12 years ago, you meet him in New York. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting for someone like, you know, he lives in Nashville. How do you start from those, you're living in New York at the time. Yeah. How do you start dating someone when they're in Nashville, you meet the him at the gay bar, you know, Thor's hammer. Can whatever. I be honest with you? We were ended up being long distance. He came back to New York and then I moved to LA. We were long distance for eight out of the 12 years. Oh my God. And it fucking worked. People, th people have this idea that long distance is just the hardest thing. I fucking loved it. Okay. Really? <laughs> yes, because the, you see them every like two weeks, maybe out on the weekends or whatever. You come in, you have great sex, you go to fabulous restaurants and then send their asses home. It's what miss them. Yeah, you get to miss them. Yeah. What was the key to long distance? If someone's out there being like, I want to be in the Heather McMahon mindset. Yeah. Well, first of all, you have to trust them. These these right. girls or guys right. were like, well, I don't know what they're doing on a Friday night. If I didn't hear from Jeff, I knew exactly what he was doing. Masturbating. I, masturbate. Jerking yeah. off hard to my photos. <laughs> and Going weeping. hard at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's the beauty of a long Tears distance relationship. That's yeah. the beauty of a long distance relationship is you can trust they actually might be jerking off to your picture. Yeah. As opposed to like when you're in a long-term relationship. That yeah. would be like, everyone would think they were crazy. Right, yeah. right, right, right. right. <laughs> they, they, they're missing you. That is a little nice. Mm -hmm. There's such a thing as missing too much. Like, I'm right here. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, you know, you definitely have to keep the spark alive, but I think it's just fun. Like, when you do long distance, it we really, like, like enjoyed spending time together. And now I'm back on the road, so I'm touring right now, and I still, it's nice because we get to see each other for, like, 48 hours. Right. And then I'm like, gotta go. You know, wow. I don't know if, you know, what will happen if we have kids and then we're like locked in the house together. <laughs> were you COVID nervous? Almost killed us. Were what? you nervous about like when you, when you finally um, weren't long distance, were you nervous that it was going to be weird? A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. So, and there were things, I mean, even though we've been together 12 years, like I've learned new things about him where I'm like, I didn't realize you had this like weird quirk. You know what I mean? What's a weird quirk? <laughs> um, okay. So when Jeff makes eggs in the morning, mm. so he has the, the raw yolk, right? Mm -hmm. Pours it in the bowl or pours, takes, takes it from the bowl, pours it in the pan, and then he'll take his finger and just like lick up some more raw, raw batter. Oh, wow. Raw he'll lick the he likes yolk? fucking disgusting. Yeah. Like huh? icing? Like, like cookie yeah, dough. Yes, like if you were to make fudge brownies and you had the dough in the bowl, he does a little... Little lick, like raw, raw egg. egg. And okay. I Heather, you that. have to leave him. I do. I, <laughs> <That's> I, over. <laughs> I, I served him papers crazy. when I saw this. I was like, Jeff, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, I why? It was like a, almost like a nervous tick. I said, this is fucking weird. If on, that's weird. On the contrary, I think it's kind of hot. 
You, you know? do? Yeah. It's raw. Like, yolk? Yeah, don't give a you shit. sick fuck. You right. know, like, it's like <laughs> raw meat. Like, oh, I don't need it to be cooked. I'll eat the cow. Just right. Right. Spread, just yeah, the, well, he did say, he was like, bodybuilders do this. I was like, babe, you're not a bodybuilder. <laughs> Well, we also know he's not Jewish now. I'd be like, yeah. oh my God, I'm going to shit for three years. Right, he doesn't have yeah. a sensitive stomach. I think, you know. Right. Oh, he there's does. There's something strong um, about this. Yeah, yeah, he does. But there's a thing that straight guys do where y'all would just have diarrhea for like two months and yep. like not do anything about it. And that's concerning. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm in I'm in my cycle right now. Yeah. yeah. What's your prebiotic, probiotic regimen? I have nothing. Nothing. I have nothing. Like, I've done nothing. Black iced you know. coffee. Black iced coffee and alcohol. That'll yeah. fix it. That's right. for sure. That'll get my... Dumb stronger. And you're also Jewish. You've got right. the stomach problems already. Um... I would live in the bathroom if I could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just discussed this in our last episode, right. basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would, would Jeff pee outside? What do you mean? Pee like outdoors? Uh, we, we, yes. Yeah. Oh, well, you can give you our red flag or deal breaker yeah. oh, from yeah. our last one because we were very yeah. divided. We're divided. On this. The woman goes on a date with this guy. They okay. go to like an, I think they went to a, a, NBA a, an NBA game. She said he went to the bathroom like five times at the game. Um, and then they're walking from the game to the bar. It's like a 20 minute walk. They're 15 minutes into their walk and the guy goes and pees on the wall and then goes and then comes and then she keeps walking and then she went home because she was like so turned off. So do you think this is like a red flag or a deal breaker? And this is like one of their first dates? This is Second the, date. Is it the second date? Second, second date. date. No, that's fucking weird. Yes. Oh and my I will God. say to you. I can't but believe I will it. I'm say so mad. Jeff, I knew it. Like now, <laughs> if Jeff was like, oh, I got to piss, like said it like that and we were walking over the Rangers right. game last night, I'd be like, okay, I got your back. Like I would, right. I would cover for him. team effort. Team in that effort. case, but you're because married. you're already- But we're yeah, married. Yes. Yeah, you You've know. already established. I said- if they had to, if there was an emergency and they had to do it, it would be fine if they showed an extreme amount of shame. They had to be really ashamed of themselves. I hear you. Yeah, like, I, God, this is so embarrassing. I got yes. an UTI, I got a bladder issue. Some <laughs> yes. sort of explanation. And then it's okay, you feel bad. If they're just doing it, pretending it's normal. Yeah. That's the, Jared thought it was fine. I Listen. He thought I, she was the problem. Right. She got too <laughs> angry. Imagine that. Right. Imagine that. <laughs> you women. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, the long walk home after after a game, I hear it, but no, that's on the second date. Or right. be like, this is so embarrassing. Like you said, the shame yes. is so embarrassing. I have got a tiny urethra. I got to pee right now. Shame. I think you can get away with a lot if you just express that you're very embarrassed. I by wouldn't it. be yeah. embarrassed. I would go, hey, I know this is bad, but I got to go to the bathroom again. It's going to come out if I don't go down this alleyway. Would you stand yeah. guard? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're the blockade. No, yeah. Right. If, you were, if it was your wife, then I would expect her to stand Different guard. Different story. But second date. Second date, it's no. You both live in Atlanta now. Yeah, we are ATLians. He is not an ATL person. He's not, but How he is. How has a, that been? I he mean, is like adjusted this- to the country club lifestyle. He really? is a lady of leisure. <laughs> he, his best friend is the starter at the golf course. Like he, we live right next door to our, our country club. I mean, we've become as white Southern waspy as we could possibly be. And he's thriving. Like, right. And this is a country club that I grew up at. And mm. now, you know, we're members there. <laughs> We go to like the bar and he just is friends with like all these 70 year old dudes and their BFF. And I don't know what the fuck they do in the men's locker room, but it's kind of cute. Yeah, that's great. Well, it's like I, college. It's like retire. It's almost like you're in a co- back in a retirement college. Uh, oh, he's setting. fully retired. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I mean, I was I, I wonder about that because it's like your hometown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This guy's got to come into your world, so to speak. Is yeah. there like. I don't, you know, how do you ingratiate? So, and he's a Northeast guy. So like, yeah, you know, I, I think a lot, you know, there's a little bit of like, I thought he was in Nashville. 
He lived. No, but he's from New York. He was just there doing the finance shit. It is interesting. There has been a little bit of a learning curve where Jeff doesn't realize like in the South, you get more, you know, you get more bees with honey than with vinegar Mm because he really likes to like if the garbage guy didn't show up. He's like, I'm going to fucking be at the end of the driveway. (laughs) I'm going to let them know. My mom's like, tip them $20 and they'll show up on time. Right. You know, it's been, and my mom's a Yankee. She's from Boston. And she's just like, I got to tell you how to do this. Like in the South, you cannot be aggressive with people. You got to bring a man's, I'm going to pray for you. And then that's how you get what you need. <laughs> okay. So she was like a good teacher for him being from the Northeast. Absolutely. He got somebody at our club. He had like his hat on backwards when he came in from the golf course. And some guy was like, young man, you got to turn your hat around. Jeff's like, what did you say? <laughs> and then he's like, I said, Jeff, you say, yes, sir. Turn your hat around and go about your way. And then that guy will be selling you weed in like an hour. You right. know what I mean? You talking to me? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a lot of that energy. And I could see that coming from, from New York. Cause if someone's nice to you in New York, you like think that they're, they're even scarier. Oh my God. There's nothing yeah. more terrifying than your neighbor be trying to like to talk to you in the hallway. Oh my God. What's your name? Get the fuck away. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what's my name? I will stab you in the throat. Right. Yeah. I, 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 someone asking for directions on the street. I never break stride. Yeah. <laughs> when they go, they go, hey, which way is Third Avenue? That way as I'm walking. Right. Yeah, no Jeff stopping. definitely had to like let down the guard that everybody's out to get you. And I've mm. had to teach yeah. him how to be like very positive because it's just a natural New York thing where you're like, I don't trust that guy. What the fuck is, the, you know, the gardener doing? He's looking at me funny. And I'm like, he's just trying to, you know, be make nice. human contact. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's trying to smile, you know. Just trying to build community. Yeah. Right. The best yeah. was Jeff. Culture when, shock. Well, Jeff one time was in our backyard. He was like chipping, you know, doing a golf thing, doing a golf drill in the backyard. And we had a mole that came up. Okay. Moles are a big thing in Georgia. Jeff starts screaming, babe, come out. You got to look at this. I said, what? And he's like, look, it's a field mouse with an attitude. And I said, (laughs) what? And I go, Jeff, that's a mole. He goes, never heard of it. Don't know what it is. That's a field mouse with an attitude. I was like, oh my God. Sassy. Sassy. Everything's got an attitude. That's so funny. "Mm Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I wouldn't know what a mole was I if I saw know. it. I think either. they do have scary faces, kind of like a platypus. Like they have oh, these long noses, out. and their eyes are kind of like too far apart. And they what are size are they? Small, like a rat. Okay. Yeah. My mom put out all these plastic snakes around the house in Florida, and Why? Uh, because she's trying to get rid of the birds, oh. so she okay. solved her bird problem. Did scare them? Did that work? Well, it scared me. Yeah. I walked out, and I went. Ah! <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, thank God nobody saw this. Like I just, I, any different animal yeah. coming across my, you know, yeah, my you're vision. you not used to that. Not yeah, Only to just, it. only like mice. Yeah, mole would of, freak yeah. me out. That'd be scary. Yeah, I don't do it with the vermin. I'm very excited here in New York that y'all have a rat czar. I'm just pro mm. rat czar. I saw a giant ratatouille last night the size of a Pomeranian. I can't fucking do it. And I lived in the city for years and I just don't know how y'all are surviving this rat infestation. It's gotten worse. <laughs> I guess you don't really see it unless you're like in the subway looking down. No, they were running across First Avenue last Ew. night. Just, just, yeah, skeeting across the street. I saw a couple uh, having dinner at a restaurant. I, I believe it. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette afterwards. Yeah. Just hanging yeah. Out. I did. I, I was at a big group dinner in the city. It was we were eating outside, and there was I saw a mouse run across the floor, and I was like, should I tell everyone and like ruin the dinner, or should I just keep it to myself and <laughs> yeah. tell them after? I decided to keep it to myself. I, I think thought that was the more move. respectful. See, like, I would have been on here. Right. Top of the Entrees bar. Entrees are served. Yeah. And if they didn't see it, it didn't happen. Right. I I'm the only one who knows. Right. Until now. Did did the rest of the dinner, did you like have your feet kind of like slowly like air lifted off the floor? A little bit. Yeah. Just decided, you know, just in case to let them, let them take it. I have never been like grossed out by the rats in New York, to tell you the truth. Like I see them and I just go, 
It's to me, it's a leaf blowing by. Like they yeah. never bothered Ugh, me. That's my no. that's my one thing. But snakes, I can handle. Spiders, I can handle. Any other kind of vermin. But there's something about the rat with the tail because they have teeth mm. that fucks me up. It's scary. Mm-hmm. I agree. Does Jeff ever come with you on the road? He does. He'll, but you know, Jeff enjoys the attention, so he'll do his own meet and greet sometimes. And I'm Stop like, it. I'm like, I just did three shows. We got to get on the fuck it. Like, we got to go. We got to roll. <laughs> he's so he's out there shaking it. hands and kissing babies. Oh, I tell Jeff like, if it's a really crazy show, I'm like, listen, just stay backstage. You don't. But Jeff, I can always tell when he's gone out to like the sound booth to watch the show because you just hear this roar and he's just out there like, you know, waving his hands like he's Princess Diana. I'm like, fucking kill me. He loves it. He eats it up. He eats it up. That's great. Probably means he's like very supportive. Oh, he's so supportive. And the whole new tour is all about like my first year marriage. And it really is kind of a roast of Jeff. Cause I, you know, it's just like what it's like, like people don't tell you after you get married, there's a real thing called wedding depression. Mm. Like you just come this come down of like, everyone's been celebrating you. You've never looked better. And then you realize you spent all this money and you're just at home staring at this person. You're going to spend the rest of your life with. All you have is a photo album. Exactly. $10,000. We've (laughs) talked about this, but the likes go away. Like, you know, the, you know, do something else. Engagement party, <laughs> bridal shower, yeah. uh, honeymoon, wedding, all postable moments. That's yeah. true. That, again, like, Jeff doesn't have to deal. I, you know, I, I, we've said on this podcast, like, the idea of, like, there's no, there's no other things for me to get out of a marriage mm-hmm. other than the person. Yeah, like, there's romantic. No, there's right? no, yeah. you know, ring. There's no, you know, pictures. There's no likes. There's no, you know, bunch of women. Are gonna, family. Like, What's that? You could have stability in a family. Well, that, yeah. Not quite as tangible. That's even (laughs) touch and go most days. (laughs) So when you talk about this at the show, is it like, are are people in the crowd, like the audience is- is They're so receptive, but it's so funny. I'll always get one person be like, damn, sorry, Jeff. Like (laughs) like, there's always one. And the first time he saw the show, and I'm really proud of the new show, but the first time he saw the show, I walked off stage and I could see him on the corner of my eye. And I was doing a show in Augusta, Georgia. I was like, I'm either going to walk off, he's going to high five me, or hand me divorce papers. And I walked <laughs> off and I was like, we good? And he goes, you could have gone harder. I was like, oh, I wow. could have. <laughs> um, but you know, it's always touching on like family relationships, like marriage, just, I've seen male comedians for so long be, say things like, women be shopping. My right. wife does this. Hold and I was on, like, stop doing this. my ass. I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, So it's just one of those things where I'm like, we got to take the power back and talk about it. You know what I mean? Like what it's like from the female perspective to be married and then all these tropes that come along with it and all these expectations. Listen, there's, cliches are there for a reason. Mm -hmm. There are truth to them. But like, it was like, I watching your story from your wedding to go back to the the wedding of the century. There's, Jeff. Jared, I got married in COVID too. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. I didn't get to watch it from the no. story. No, aspect. your wedding sounds much cooler than mine. <laughs> there was, but Jeff brought golf clubs On to Italy. Or to your honeymoon? Well, yeah, he brought them to Italy. We honeymooned for a month after the wedding. A month, amazing. And, and he brought golf clubs. Now, okay. I don't know if you know this, but Italy's not a very large golfing community. That, and I, that was the thing. I was like, <laughs> and, and I'm watching from home, you know, eating can my- Can you golf in Italy? Is there a golf? Y- you can golf There's anywhere, two, but like- Two the, courses. Okay. Right. The idea, that, and I was sitting there going, why would he bring golf clubs- like mm-hmm. what? What a pain in the ass! Right. Like, even if you're a golfer, there's also ship sticks. Like there's like ways to have clubs ship places. Mm-hmm. It's a rental. Like I don't know how big a golfer he is, but I was watching this, being like, "What the fuck?" And then you just roasted at, him, roasting him, and, and just at, <laughs> over the month of like where are the golf clubs, yeah. like where, and you're like, this is the type of first year marriage stuff where mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, this is a story. This is like why people would, you know, th- that's. 
you know, it's one thing that women be shopping and my husband leaves the toilet seat up. Yeah. But it's another thing to men have Men be golfing. Men be golfing. <laughs> yeah. Right? You can say that. Or you can go, we went to Italy and everywhere you go, you know, it was just so funny to watch because it was like, it became a character. Right. Like the third person on the honeymoon. Right. Well, and I don't talk about this in the show, but one thing people need to know is, so so my husband brought the golf clubs because his golf coach said, you're going to lose your swing in a month. Like it's a big deal. <laughs> Okay, you're gonna lose it. Right. You gotta bring it. I get it. I have a retainer. I understand. Yeah. You understand. Yeah. You understand. So he brings the golf clubs. As soon as we get to Florence, which is where we got married, he had this like little to go bag. So we only brought a couple clubs, right? Okay. To just like you know, you know, a couple just in irons, case. just in case. <laughs> right. I mean, this this is not like an easy thing first. to travel. No, yeah. it's not an easy thing to travel with. And we get to Italy. And he, the first thing we realize is that the strap on this like little to-go golf bag is broken. <laughs> so we check into the hotel for our wedding and he is like, has a concierge basically by like the shoulders. He's like, you got to find me a leather shop to fix this bag. I can't travel all over Italy with this broken bag. And to me, I got pissed because I was like, Jeff, the first thing that you should worry about is greeting our fucking guests. And don't worry about this goddamn golf bag. And of course they're like broken Italian. They're like, we do our best and we try. And I almost choked him out the first night we got to Italy. I was like, this is not a price. Priority. But men, and I told him that, that I told him this this morning. We were laying in bed. I go, Jeff, we've been together 12 years, and there's something I realized about straight men. You guys are reactive, not proactive. Mm -hmm. Women mm -hmm. are proactive. Yeah. We're like, I know that I gotta think three days ahead or two hours ahead, and you know, and Jeff's just like one foot in front of the other. We're, we're fixers. <laughs> one step at a we'll time. Fix yeah. it after Do it you fix it? Well, Do we'll try. You? That's why well. that's why they're so annoying because they don't get all anxious about the future. Yeah, that's they're just true. thinking about tomorrow. Yeah, they're like, what am I gonna yeah. Eat today that's yeah. gonna make me shit myself. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love, for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's. And enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans. The one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. 
Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Uh, should we do an email? Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. Listen, everyone okay. needs to go see Heather McMahon on the road. It's called the Comeback Tour all over the country. But most importantly, Radio City Music Hall. This is a life moment. Yeah. We want to fill that place up. We want yeah. it packed to the gills. Hit what, the, all the families coming to that show. That's going to be a. <laughs> My family is your coming. Your family. Okay. <laughs> every, every family. That's yes. all you need to know. Okay. All, yeah. That's all uh-huh. we'll get into. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But Radio City, like, that's a huge moment. What it's an crazy. Ama- amazing thing. My, I've literally had diarrhea since the day they told me I'm going to do it. <laughs> and we only have a few tickets left, so I'm just, you know, I, it's, it's just Might insane. Be, it's probably too late for you guys. Right. Yeah, the I time mean, look, up, look, but, get the tickets, you know. but it's... Uh, it's not too late. It's not too late. <laughs> but it's crazy. I mean, I don't... I, it's so wild. Like, and I'm an old theater nerd, so for me, this is just, like, the most iconic moment of my life. But I told my team, I was like, so this means I peaked. Like, once you do that, like, what's next? No, or it's just the matter, beginning. Yeah, massive. Yeah. Square Garden, the moon. The moon. Here's the thing. You're going to have a fun time at Heather McMahon's show. Yeah. There's going to be an energy there. There's going to be fun people. You're going to have a blast. Go get those tickets. Yes. And if you want more in the short term, uh, Absolutely Not is your, the name of your podcast. Yes. And you can go. Which y'all are coming on. We're so going to be teared up. Yes. We're going to be on that. So you can listen to not just our episode, but every every episode that you have a whole. Yeah. The, the library. The, the library, yeah. yes. <laughs> the, uh, you want to read the email? Yes, Let's I will read it. Okay. Hi, j and I need your sage advice about friendships changing because of relationships, and I feel like this is a rich topic to discuss in general. I've been in a relationship with my girlfriend for a year and a half, and we are at the point where we don't technically live together. I've been splitting my time between my apartment where I live with roommates and her one bedroom. In the past year, I've started a new job, which demands most of my time and energy, and I've been investing time into my relationship, which has been a healthy, sustaining aspect of my life, but it's inadvertently strained a friendship. One of my close friends is currently single, and in the past, we've bonded over both being single and independent. Prior to entering my relationship, I was one of those, I hate relationships and being single is the best and I'll never get married, people. Turns out that it was masking some insecurities that I didn't know no needed healing until I got into a healthy relationship. Shocking. Um, I've changed a lot in the past year. I've grown personally and professionally, and I'm really proud of who I am and how I spend my time. The issue is that I'm much busier than I used to be between my job, my relationship, and my friends. And one of my close friends, who used to have relatively uninterrupted access to me in my free time, has been making comments about how I've abandoned her and how I'm never around anymore. I can tell she's upset and she won't actually talk to me and tell me what's going on. 
I try making plans with her to hang out one-on-one, but either we make tentative plans and something comes up on my end or we end up hanging out and I feel like she doesn't want want to be there. I can apologize for my flakiness, but at a certain point, I need to ask her to communicate directly with me. What's the best way to deal with friendship changes caused by one person getting into a relationship and the other person remaining single? How can we talk about this extremely uncomfortable reality of friendships? I still believe that being single is in no way a bad thing and that society generally unfairly privileges people in relationships over single people. But the fact remains that my time and my availability has changed and I need to wrestle with how that is impacting my friendships with people whose time has not changed. Thanks, Busy Betch. That is a tough pill to swallow because I do think that when you do get in a relationship, you can get a little guilted from your single friends. Yeah. And is a, there's a fine line trying to make sure like you don't run yourself ragged trying to, to get pulled in two different directions. You want to make I'm a people pleaser. I want to make everybody feel comfortable like they have a bit of my time. Right. But that is that's hard. I agree. And I think it's like it's hard to have absolutely no resentment when one person is leaving a certain stage of life before yeah. a different friend. Yeah. And I feel like that's, it's sort of like a mix of both, like maybe a little jealousy if the person doesn't want to be single. And then also feeling like, oh, you were, I think a lot of people have this feeling of like, oh, you only wanted to hang out with me because you, uh, I was like your backup because you didn't have a relationship and now you have a relationship. And I don't think Which that's Which I think fair. is fucked up. That's yeah. not fair. Yeah. No, I agree. That's not fair. But Listen, I think when you're getting dicked that down, way. you're getting dicked down. It is what right. it is. Right. You got to be at that dick down appointment. Uh, exactly. Absolutely. Right. 3 p.m. I got to change. Yeah. <laughs> Shit to do. Yeah. What and do you think, Jeremy? It, it's, it, you know, it's tough. Um, I, there's a couple things. The one is the I hate relationships and being single is the best and I'll never get married. Like, I could understand that, like, when you do that so much, mm-hmm. again, that's, uh, she said it's, cover- we don't know, also, I don't know the gender here, because yeah. I'm not sure if this is, uh, she's in a lesbian relationship, because. Or if it's man writing it. Or if yeah. it's man writing yeah. it. And it, I, it does kind of change things for me, like, if it's a guy writing in and his female friend is being a little resentful, you go, was there feelings there? Right. Why isn't this woman getting friendly with your new wife, you know, or new right. girlfriend? If it's a woman who's dating a woman who's dealing with, that's a little bit more, you know, un, I, I understand this in a more like uh, friendship way right. because it's like, oh my God, like, you know, a lot of female friendship seems to have these, like you've run up tabs with each other. Yeah. You know, where like, I don't have that. Like if I got, I got invited to a baseball game okay. a couple weeks ago and it was a bunch of college friends and I was like, I'm in. And then last second I was like, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go. Oh wow! And that I, would not I'll go, fly, right? I, I, I go. I'll pay for the ticket, whatever it is. I just can't go. And no questions asked. No, we were talking about you at oh, the wow. baseball yeah. game. Yeah. Like, there was no. There would be so much shit talk. Right. If, yeah. if it was a female group of and friends, if they were, yeah. it's not like I'm not getting texts answered by people there. Like you know, I have people. You know, there was. In my mind, I haven't been shunned. I'm not out of the group. As far as you know. (laughs) As far as I know. Maybe I'll learn in the future that, yes, since the baseball game, we don't talk to you anymore. I don't know. But I don't feel that. So I understand with these like, we're single. Yes, queen. And then she's like, not anymore. And like (laughs) kind of sneaks out the side door. You, I I can understand where you've gone. You've kind of protested too much and didn't believe in the protest. Mm -hmm. And then you left and and your friend's sitting there being like, I'm still sitting here yelling the ass queen alone. Well, <laughs> you know, like. And I, I totally agree with that. And then the other Nothing thing. sadder than a solo yes queen. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just me in my apartment alone waiting. Right. For, yeah. And the other thing she says is that the, the plans haven't worked out 
because either I something has come up on my end <laughs> or we end up hanging out and she's annoyed at me. Well, it's like, how many times have you canceled on her? Exactly. Is the other question, which she doesn't say. She just says, because usually that sentence is something comes up on one of our ends, but she didn't say that. She said something comes up on my end. Boyfriend stuff or girlfriend stuff, right. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. So I think it depends. I mean, without knowing exactly what these situations are, like, is she canceling on her a lot? I do think if you like, it's almost more important to make plans with your friends when you have a relationship just because like you don't want to lose every friend you have and right. be sucked into this thing. Although I agree, like it's okay to it's okay to hang out less, but if you're it depends on how you do it. I think you can also do it in a cocky kind of like, well, I'm in a relationship, so I don't have any but time. I I've, I've also had to uh, really walk a fine line too of like when I sit with some of my single girlfriends and I'll ask them about, okay, how would the date go or whatever? I have to just sit and listen and absorb yeah. mm. because I realize whenever I've tried to give a little bit of advice, it's um, immediately, you don't understand you've been in a relationship for years. right And so I really have to be like, you're right. Okay. Even though I think I could give sound advice, I kind of just bite my tongue sometimes and go, Tell me, I know you just want me to be a sounding board. Right. And you have to wait for questions to kind of come your way. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, but I would ask you both. You both are married. You know, was there a friend that you were like, I got to kind of be easier with this friend than other friends? Is Was there a single yeah. friend in your life that you were like, and how did you handle that friend? Right. You, I'm, yeah, sorry. we all have a sensitive one, right? <laughs> yeah, Everybody has a sensitive girlfriend where you're like, okay, so Caroline, I can tell to fuck off and, you know, just again, go to the uh, a club at the in the Hamptons and find some dick. This one, I got to sit and like let her cry for a couple hours yeah. and, you know, be like, we can do this. I definitely- You've got to feel it out. And I think it also out. it depends on like, if you're the kind of person who's like always in a relationship, I think that um, people maybe like have different expectations of you than if you- than if you've been single for mm -hmm. a long time. People I also think, if and I think like you said, the big part of it is that she's been, she used to be, I hate relationships and being single is the best and I'll never get married. And I think that there can be a sense of, of it feels even more like you were pretending before with if you're not like acknowledging that, where you could right. say like, I know I said this before, but like I clearly didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Um, <laughs> right. or something like that. It turns out, you know, I was looking for a relationship the whole time. That yeah, right. Like, and she says like that was clearly because of some insecurity, and I right. think that if you like say what the elephant in the room is, then I think that it it makes people feel more comforted and less like oh you're just you're who are you now? You're a totally right. different person. And anybody who says like oh I you know being single is the best. I've had good times being single. I obviously love my husband because he's right. my partner, right? right? Like he's my buddy. But I I just think you know, you can't always be on the soapbox. Like it's never going to happen. I mean, this is actually before the words even come out of my mouth. I know that so many people are going to be like, go fuck yourself. But for the longest time, I used to have that negative attitude. I'm never going to meet anybody. I'm never going to yeah. meet anybody. And then finally I was like, I have to fucking be positive for like one day this week. Mm -hmm. And I met Jeff and I know that's not perfect. And I know, you know, we met in a gay bar, but I think you do have to have a little bit of positive thinking. Oh, you got to have I think that's half of it. Yeah. yeah. We, we talk about it all the time, the yeah. mix of cynicism and romanticism. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's, it's this weird cocktail that you kind of have to drink every day. You have yeah. to be cautiously optimistic. Yes. Right. Is, yes. The, is the main way to be. And I think that's the least annoying way to be for mm -hmm. those around you too, because you're being real. Yeah. But you're also, I think that there's a, there, there seems like maybe there's a lack of vulnerability in the relationship if she said all this stuff about hating relationships and then became in one. Right. Whereas if she said, I'm actually like really craving a, a relationship and I really want to meet someone. I think people feel like more calmed by someone getting into a relationship like that than someone who pretends that whatever situation they're in is the best situation that you could yeah. possibly be in. Yeah.
Right. Yeah. So, I, 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 I don't even know what to do. Like I was thinking of like, what does this person do next? And yeah. What are action know, steps? I, I, I don't right. have any. Like, I, I guess like, I think like all three of you hanging out, like I, I think like including everybody yeah. where now like, you know, their entrance into your life isn't as planned out in the future. Like they can feel comfortable walking into your yeah. apartment and having relationships with both of you. Like you become friends with the couple as well as the person because the whole idea of like like this person obviously feels a lot of pressure to be like let's make a plan so much pressure that they're canceling these plans mm -hmm. right you know you only if you cancel plans those are plans you kind of were ready to cancel anyways especially right? if you cancel more than once right if this is a thing you do yes. so it's like why not like let's have a chill hang let's get your new girlfriend involved. Let's get us all talking. Make them the star of the show. You know, let, tell us about your dating life. What's going on? Now you have a third person with a whole group of friends on their own that might be able to go, well, I've been thinking about this person or I, yeah. or, you know, it brings in a weak link to the group that mm -hmm. kind of makes you guys all a hang. Like I, you know, I enjoy the dynamic with like my married friends and being with both of them as opposed to like this, like, planned dinner date where we're going to discuss life and catch Agreed. up. It, it feels too much. I almost don't get n nights off with just my husband. We're always in a group with our friends, right. mm. single, married, mixed, everything. Like we run in a pack. You know what I mean? Right. It's definitely like an episode of Friends. Like there are nights where I go, guys, I love everybody. You got you got to leave my fucking house so I can just talk to Jeff for like an hour alone. You know, especially because you're like on the road and you probably yeah. don't get that much of, of yeah. that time together. We'll be on the road and then like, hey, we're gonna come stay at your house for four days. And I'm like, no, I need one no. like one night with my husband. That's alone. a nightmare. Uh huh. And a four day house guest. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But I, th I think that that's a, that's a good idea. If she's real, I think she has to like evaluate the friendship. Cause she has to ask, like you said, she canceled a couple of times. Does she actually like value this friendship? And I think it's okay. Sometimes if you're like, I'm not really connecting with this person at this stage of my life and friendships ebb and flow. And maybe right. like there'll be a different time down the road where you can get closer. I don't think you need to like ax them as a friend. Right. But sometimes there's like a natural sort of, like, um, pause, yeah, if you will. Right. A natural pause or just like a natural feeling of maybe not feeling like you're connecting the most with someone at this point in your lives. And maybe you'll connect more at a later date. Also, I feel like they I, just I felt say, that. Can't they just say, listen, you're either going to be on board with this relationship and come hang out and be fun, or you're just going to be a fucking pain right. in my right. ass. Well, right. that's we the thing about the way that she's handling it is yeah. she's saying I've abandoned, if you, by, by saying I've abandoned her and I'm never around anymore, that makes you want to hang out with someone less. It's like when Needy, I call. exhausting. Yeah. yeah. So it's like <laughs> when I call my mom, when I don't, if I don't call my mom a lot and yeah. then I call my mom and she's like, you never call me. Like yeah. I'm just, I, finally you called me. And it makes me want to call her less. Yes. If I call her and she's like, Oh my, it's so great to hear from you. How are you? Like, yeah. uh, like, uh, like, on a positive. It's so sweet and no so nice. Guilt. I'll call, then I'll call right. her more. Right. There's nothing worse than the fucking friendship guilt or the mom guilt. Yeah. Right. yeah. And, and it's funny because we, our, our tendency with this email was to take the side of, the, you know, the, we took the side of the single person. We were like, oh, the power dynamic. They, you know, they're in a relationship, yeah. they're single and lonely. And it's like, yeah. the single lonely person could be annoying too. That's mm -hmm. true. Right? Like, yeah. the, you have to. No one wants to be nagged into a friendship. Right. Yeah. Tell this loser to get the fuck out of your face. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, it's kind of like it brings, us, it brings us full circle right. to what you were saying about like living in the South and, and honey versus vinegar. It's like mm -hmm. if you want to 
if you want someone to like make you a priority in your life, make hanging out with you a really pleasant experience. Feel like you're like supporting their relationship. Yes, yeah, seriously. Be really positive. Worse. Yeah. Well, that kinda... one friend who's constantly like negative, or that one friend who's constantly like, well, this is how I felt. Like, uh, or it's just constantly bothered. You right. know what I mean? Like, I'm sure when you say you have your friends over your house, yeah. you go, hey, we're having drinks yeah. on the porch. Yeah. Sweet tea or whatever you <laughs> yeah. do in the South. And you're like, yeah. we're going to have pimento sandwiches. Yeah. Come over. Mm -hmm. It's out. It's done. If you have a friend that goes, we're always doing couple things. You yeah. go, then fucking go on J-Swipe. You're out of here. <laughs> Shoot. You were, I'm having a party. Get Come a pet. Over. I don't know. Right. What do you want? Right. Just like, yeah, I don't know. Right. It's so it goes yeah. both ways. It's like, you need, to, I, I think like that goes into the idea of like, open up your home, open mm -hmm. up your relationship mm -hmm. to this person who's, you know, table of one. Yeah. And if they can take that option or they cannot, I think, the idea of like, I would be so stressed out if someone was like, so Tuesday night, mm -hmm. we have a dinner that is just you and me catching up. And, and I'd be like, this isn't fun at all. You've never had, yeah. a, had a dinner like that? Me? Yeah. Fuck no. I got shit to do. <laughs> no, we all have one-on-ones though. You know, like, it'd yeah. be like, okay, on Tuesday night, I'm having dinner with Ray. And then on Wednesday night, I'm having dinner with Tina. And like, blah, 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 oh, no, just go Fee, around I, with I, yeah. I notice this every time I'm at a bar. It's a lot. I, every time I'm at a bar, you look around, it is... Female friendship, female friendship, yeah. female. Every table I just is women. Time. Not one table is two, two dudes. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> Not they, one. I feel like guys, I feel like when guys do it, they have to mask it as like a business dinner. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, right. we're talking about crypto. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, there's a My guy named yeah. Gabe Malika who has a one-man show about male friendship. Uh -huh. And it's very, he came on uh, my other podcast and he, he gave this one great thing. He was like, male friendships happen, female friendships happen face-to-face. Male friendships happen like shoulder to shoulder, uh, shoulder, right. to shoulder yeah. like yeah. on a golf course. Great so, of the like, intimacy, right? So <laughs> there's no eye looking in the eye or anything. We just, uh, but I, I think that's such an interesting thing. Is like this is foreign to me, right? God, that's such a good perspective because I've asked Jeff, like, if I know that if some of his guy friends are going through shit, and these guys will kind of cry together. But you're right, right, they're not looking each other in the eyes. Never. They're fly fishing, just not as Fantasy long as they're looking. Football. As long as they're looking forward to <laughs> yes. be like, you know, my whole family died in a plane crash. <laughs> you know, it's like heavy yeah. shit, and I'll ask like, how's such and such doing? Are they okay? Oh how's my the God, divorce? So Whatever. And yeah. Jeff's like, we don't really talk about it. And I'm like, how do you not? I mean, Jeff. You've had diarrhea for a month. I'm concerned, right. and I've called everyone I know. <laughs> had dinners about your diarrhea. Yes, diarrhea yes. dinners. I've been yes. giving the <laughs> running dinners. That's so incredibly dinners. true. There, there's like absolutely no um, intimate conversations. No, we do a lot yeah. of staring out at the sea while crying. Yeah, yeah. When Mike gets back Speaking. from something with his friends. I'll be like, um, yeah, like exactly the same. I'll be like, how to go? They're having a baby. What are they having? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's the number one question. I don't know. Didn't ask. I'm like, right. didn't ask. And don't care. As a woman, if we did not ask those questions, we would be considered the right. most narcissistic cunt. Mm -hmm. Right. Be a whole side text. Side be a whole side chat. text. Yeah. Literally well, went out with the girls. She didn't even fucking ask me. Mm -hmm. You know why my period's been so heavy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have fibroids? I don't know, but that should have been a question. Exactly. At the you didn't even. You didn't even ask. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. This is why, like, when you you know when women are out, we get a lot of single women that write in about dating yeah. and stuff where they're like these guys like it's they've never we have never talked about you guys are like pros by the time you're in a relationship you're like mm -hmm. let's unpack that and we're oh, like right. what the fuck are you talking about right, right. Like, I don't know I don't know what you're talking about like I it's no there's no every trip with my buddies is 
just making fun of each other until we go to bed I, and we're so drunk. I think that, that needs we to change. I, I, I don't know how to change it's it. It's got to change because then by the time men get into like a serious relationship, they have no, like you said, they have no, no idea skills. what they're doing. And then you're like, and how did you feel about that? Bad. Yeah. Well, I am very horny. I am not going to be the guy who changes this because I'm not going to go, guys, let's all get together and have some Practice deep conversations. Some about to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Take the golf club out of your asshole. It's over. You know, like it would be You'd all have to the, trick them. Right? My husband recently found out he has like white coat syndrome, which is where you get like really high blood pressure at the doctor's office. Okay. Mm. This okay. is, a, you know, men in general are just hypochondriacs. So it <laughs> gives them a false like, get, bed. Yeah. So the doctor was like, ooh, he's got to get nose surgery. He has a broken nose. So like, okay, well, this is a really high blood pressure. Maybe let's consider putting on blood pressure medication before this surgery just to make sure it's regulated. So Jeff comes home and he goes, babe, do you think you could give me your therapist number? Then I said, for what? And he goes, my doctor says I have high blood pressure. And I said, you only have high blood pressure because you get nervous at the doctor. Right. Like you don't need to start doing <laughs> psychotherapy because of it. This is a completely isolated incident. Yeah. Your doctor walked you through it. We can give you a pill before this nose surgery. And he's like, I think today's the day. It wasn't until somebody said he had high blood pressure. Not the family trauma, not this, not yeah. stress at work. It's this one thing. I got to get my nose fixed. And so now I'm going to see a therapist. I'm like, it's a hockey injury, Jeff. It's time to talk about my feelings. Yes. Like what? I would have, I would have welcomed that. I would have been like, yeah, we got to get, you got, we got to get you to the therapist, talk about yeah. blood pressure yeah, and then maybe about- some other childhood stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, Heather, this was fantastic. Hey, you guys are great. And I'm so excited to have best. you on my podcast and we're going to talk all the things because I have a lot of single people who follow uh, are on my podcast and I want y'all to give just sound advice. We Amazing. Will, we will give advice. Yeah. Sound sound that we don't be, no, they'll no. be the judge of that. Yes. Listen, everyone go follow Heather. <laughs> go, go to the shows. The tour is happening. The comeback tour. Go to Heather's website. Get your tickets. Radio City Musical, June 17th. Yeah, baby. Absolutely not as the podcast. And I think we solved dating again. We did it. See you on Wednesday. The You Up podcast is produced by Sean Kilby, Maddie Paul, and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Maddie Paul. Be sure to follow at you.up.podcast on Instagram and send us your emails to uup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.